welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Jessica. And I'm Lindsay. And welcome back. Episode 34. How about it? We've How about been doing that? a lot of work here, man. Yeah, we're I'm working. I'm so excited. <laughs> so today, we're talking about dealing with rejection. Aw. Mm. So, why are you sad? That's so sad. That is such a sad thing. Because you know what? <laughs> like, when I was really trying to, like, get prepared for this, like, I mean, granted, it's not like I just flow from the heart. But seriously, when I was getting my heart right for this, mm-hmm. I started feeling so many old emotions. Because mm. rejection is certainly... Like the number one thing I struggled with. I think that's real. a lot of women. Oh my God. Like, and anybody that has a story very similar to mine, like, that is going, like, this episode is really going to bless you. I mean, it's going to bless a lot of people. This one, I think, is going to just bless men and women. Like, granted, you know, we speaking to the ladies, but for real, this episode is going to bless us all. So I'm excited. Because I really feel like we're getting ready to help somebody and really free somebody from this from this feeling, this feeling of rejection. So um, I want to start by sharing my favorite scripture of all time. Somebody told me to read this scripture when I was feeling at my lowest, when I was at my most insecure season in my life, and when I certainly felt rejected by The guy I think I was, like, so in love with at the time. And somebody told me, read this verse. So it's Psalms 139. And verse 13 says, uh, for you were created. Yeah, I said that right. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. So that's the verse we got on our website. It is. (laughs) It is. So you've probably seen this, heard this before. But I love that verse because initially when I read it, I was just like, oh, okay, that's really nice. But (laughs) then I had to like really, like for real, y'all got to understand this some years ago in a very tough season. So and when I was going through it at the time, I had like this wall up. So anybody that was trying to like really help pull me through, I was rejecting them too. But it was because of the rejection I felt. So I didn't receive this 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 scripture like I should have in the moment. But then it hit me again later, like about six months later. It hit me. I, I I ran across it again, and it hit me better that time. I received it a lot better, and um, that's when it dawned on me I was created by somebody perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it was a perfect being that put me together. That perfectly made you. That perfectly made me. Wait, perfectly. (laughs) She messed it up for me. I I really went with it because, you know, (laughs) she got the college degree. I'm still working on one. I got two of them. She got two. (laughs) I'm just working on one. I really thought she had that. So I said it too. If it was wrong, blame Lindsay. Anyway, <laughs> sisters, <laughs> but not seriously, like I, it's like when you really like accept the concept 
that you were created. Before your mama knew, before your daddy knew, before the time of conception, before the time of baby announcements, way before all of that, God had already created you. He already knew you were coming. He already knew he was placing you on this earth, and he already knew the purpose you were going to serve when you got here. He already knew the details of your life, the paths that you were going to take, the falls, the fails, the the success, the, the victories. He knew every bit of it before you were even a thought. And so I, I gave you the good stuff before we get into the bad because – Okay, somebody right now is listening to this and they feel rejected. Somebody has either told you they don't want you. You might be you might have a parent who just isn't giving you that love that you need or that affection that you desire because of something you're dealing with right now. You may have a, a friend who feels like they can't trust you and so they push you away. They reject your 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 desire to be there for them and it hurts. Rejection hurts. It cuts. It stings. It's for real like pouring salt into the womb, for real. But there is such, there's something to look forward to when you're feeling rejected. Man rejects, but God doesn't. Mm-hmm. God never has rejected you. He has never told you you're not good enough. He has never said that you aren't welcomed within this kingdom. And he never will. And he never will. He never will. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And so, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> No, I'm just sitting. No, you go ahead. We got because well, I'm gonna feel this one. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. Well, I mean, as you were talking, I want to remind the ladies of what it says in John fifteen nineteen. If you had anything in common with the world, the world would love you as one of its own. But you don't have anything in common with the world. I chose you from the world, and that's why the world hates you. Mm. Now. This verse could probably sound like a really bad deal, but I assure you it's not. It's just a reminder that we can't base our feelings and emotions or our worth based on worldly views and people, but only to the standard of God. So random story. I used to know this guy that had a really old beat up car and the speedometer just basically didn't work. And I would ask him how fast he knew he was going and how he measured his speed. His response was that he didn't know for sure, and he just had to pay attention to how fast the other cars around him were traveling and pace himself according to their speed. So eventually he got pulled over (laughs) because he was driving during a time of the day when there was no other cars on the road. So therefore, he wasn't able to measure his speed against someone else's. So I say this story to say that we can't measure ourselves up to other people's standards or opinions. Our life speedometer is the word of God. And so God has already written, just like Jessica stated a verse, God has already written to all of us a love letter and our worth that we will never, ever be rejected by God. We are instructed to listen to the world's ideas of success, of happiness, or fulfillment. We are to listen to God and allow his word to be our guide and our validation. One's person rejection doesn't mean we're not lovable, but we can somehow allow that one rejection to determine how we feel and allow that feeling to color our idea of who we are and not dwell in God's idea of who we are. We have just got to not take 
the world's opinions into just such serious consideration. Like, mm-hmm. they're only saying that because they, they don't like you anyway. Like, why? who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who, like, who legitimately cares? I mean, you know, you could have a really hard boss. I've had really challenging bosses, and I swear this one boss was just after me. And so I had to remind myself, like, I'm not doing anything wrong. She's rejecting me because she has an issue in her life that she needs to get past and move forward. So go ahead, Jeff. Well, <laughs> see, I like how she used other uh, examples when it comes down to dealing with the rejection because let's be very clear. Ladies, rejection doesn't just come from a man. No. It, it ain't just your ex-boo that can reject you because for whatever reason, sometimes, at least this is what I've uh, encountered a lot with women um, over the last few years, I think, when I, just, when I really started paying attention. Um, sometimes we are so quick to talk about how a man rejected us, but we never acknowledge other areas of rejection. Because at the end of the day, rejection is just simply based on someone else's approval. Exactly. And, and that's really well, what it Or boils, wanting their approval, I should wanting say. Wanting their approval. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. So, okay, let me just give you a little insight on me. Um, for years, like, I mean, my mom and I, we are very tight. Like, that's my girl. But um, for years, for a couple of years, like, I just felt like I couldn't talk to her like I couldn't tell her anything because I felt like she was gonna shoot me down granted we hashed this out and we talked about it and I remember her telling me I wasn't rejecting you I just saw you making so many mistakes and so many bad decisions and it was hurting me to see my daughter doing this to herself but in the time I was so upset because I felt rejected by my mom I can think of times with my brother like, I was just simply just trying to share my life or share an idea with my brother. And my brother was looking at me like I was deaf, dumb, and stupid. And I felt rejected because he wasn't receiving my idea. It wasn't that he wasn't receiving it. He just was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, you know, so rejection just simply is what Lizzie just said. It's simply just wanting the approval. But had you considered that you are already approved? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It doesn't matter what man says. It could be your mama. It could be your daddy. It can be it can be boyfriend. It could be granny. It could be the pastor. It doesn't matter. When I was, I had just had my oldest daughter, uh, Jayla. I had her at 18. Um, I was at a church. I was a member of a church um, shortly after she was born. And I had a desire to get involved in a couple ministries there. Like at the time in high school, I danced. And so they had a dance team at the church and I wanted to help with them. They wouldn't let me do it. They just, they seriously like shot me down. And um, it got back to me that they said it was a spiritual conflict that I'd be involved with any ministries other than singing in the choir. I could do that. But they said that it was a spiritual. I guess the choir members ain't got no standards. Right. <laughs> Okay. Right. (laughs) They said it was a spiritual conflict, though, because of the fact that I had a child out of wedlock. And I, for years, that hurt. I left that church, and for a couple years, I didn't even go back to church because I was like, y'all got to be kidding me. Is this what church has become? Um, But then it dawned on me. It's when I joined my current church, and I, I, I remember my pastor was saying something about it doesn't matter. Like, what your past looks like, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what mistakes you, you've you made. If somebody, if you're not wearing it anymore, if you're not walking around in your mess anymore, who cares what anybody wants to say about 
what you were. If they want to reject you, if they don't want to use you, if they don't feel like you fit into their status quo because of anything about you from your past, any mistake you made, who cares? Mm -hmm. Because you have already been created to do something great. You are great. Now, the key is you have to accept that about yourself. You have to claim that about yourself. You know, God already put it out there. It's already been made plain who you are, whose you are, and what you are. But now if you want to live in the rejection, if you want to live in that feeling of that hurt, if you want to just put all your eggs in that basket, then you've now put yourself and your life on pause. It's no longer them. And now it's you. Right. So you have to learn how to, okay, you rejected me. You don't feel, you ain't feeling me. Cool. You move on because for their one rejection, somebody does want you. Right. Somebody is going to work with you. Somebody is going to allow you to share your ideas and want to make your idea come a rea- become a reality. But you can't live in that. You can't You can't stay stuck at, at the one person who said no. Can't suck at anyone that says no. It's only God that matters. Exactly. But with that being said, even though we don't deserve it and, or, and we can't earn it, Jesus has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing and has made us accepted in him so this acceptance is his gift of grace and it transcends any other feelings that we may have because it is not based on a hope so but it's based on a no so Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so important to know god's truth because that person that is rejecting you you're going to be able to deal with it because you already know god's truth and god's word so it's not going to matter what they say and we know so because god's word tells us and as we appropriate this truth by faith It becomes reality in our hearts and lives. And that is how you deal with rejection. Mm -hmm. Walking by our feelings is like walking through this world with your heart on your sleeve. We're going to we're going to be bound to be hurt. We're going to be disappointed because we just simply live in a sinful and fallen world. So what we choose to do with that hurt and disappointment will either allow us to grow stronger in our in our walk with the Lord. Or it'll mean that we're going to walk around wounded. If you mm-hmm. if you want to walk on, that's draining. Do that. I'm, don't okay. take me down with you. But either way, yes. both outcomes are going to be your choice. So God makes it possible for us to walk through those disappointments in life with the knowledge that his provision for us works. But we have to trust that provision. Every born again woman of God. I should I want to say every born again child of God mm-hmm. has all of these provisions and blessings in Christ. But we have to choose to utilize them. It's sort of like having a million dollars in the bank and choosing to starve to, de- to death because we don't use that money to buy food. Mm-hmm. But this, but this can also apply to the fact that we can't use what we don't know. So therefore, it's only going to benefit you to know the God who knows us and loves us. And that means more than a devotional reading of God's word. But mm-hmm. study that it's a true study that changes your perspective because that's all it is. It's a perspective. Mm-hmm. So when we know God's perspective and his truth for us, then the rejection of the world won't even affect you anymore because you've already been validated through God's truth. And this allows us to face life armed with real and genuine understanding about the reality of walking by faith. Mm-hmm. Second Timp- uh, Timothy Timothy Second <laughs> Timothy three sixteen and seventeen says every scripture passage is inspired by God. All of them are useful for teaching, pointing out errors, correcting people, and training them for a life that has God's approval. 
They equip God's servants so that they are completely prepared to do God good things. So there are going to be people in the world that will reject you all day long, but you have to be prepared, prepared to rebuttal that rejection. And as Christian women, we're not defined by our past failures, our past disappointments, or the rejection of others. We're only defined as children of God, born again to newness of life and gifted with every spiritual blessing and accepted through Jesus Christ himself. Mm -hmm. So that is the defining factor when it comes to victoriously living. God is prepared for each of you unique opportunities to walk through all the things of this life we can either walk in our own strength and that's what um uh what's his name so paul that's what paul calls our flesh mm-hmm. or we can walk in the power of the provision god has made for us through the holy spirit it's our choice god has provided us with that armor but it's up to us to put it on by faith mm-hmm. so when you're a child of god You may suffer disappointments in life, but you've got to remember that as a child of a king, remind you of a king, this rejection is is just a momentary bump in your road, in your future. You have a choice to either allow that bump to derail you and you can just walk wounded or you can choose to claim that heritage of a child of God and move forward in your grace. Doesn't it say in Genesis that that we have Abraham's inheritance from like centuries ago? And forgiveness of others, of those who have rejected you, and of self is a gift that you can give because it is the gift given to you by the Lord. Amen. I I just felt this episode, Jessica. (laughs) But it's crazy. So as you were talking, I thought about Joseph. I thought about Joseph. I just got off of, um, I do this uh, Bible study with my with a cousin of mine um, and we it's this app it's called first five and um, this past week the lesson was on the story of Joseph and for those who don't know I'll give like a really quick uh, rundown of Joseph Joseph had brothers their brother his brothers didn't like them they sold him into slave like straight hating they sold him into slavery Um, Joseph like Joseph had a tough deal but it was all because of his brothers but Joseph never lost his faith Joseph never lost sight of his value, and Joseph didn't care who didn't like him. He didn't care about who rejected him. He knew that God had already appointed him to do something far greater than what his brothers thought he they were going to do to him. So, and Joseph, that's the worst rejection, rejection yeah, by family. By family, Joseph ended up being uh, what was it? He ended up not the king, but he ended up being something for Egypt. Um, I can't. The prince of Egypt? No, he wasn't the <laughs> prince of Egypt. I can't think of his position. But Joseph ended up being uh, appointed to a very high position. Oh, he was like the king's assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He ended up being Basically. appointed to I mean, a very high position within the kingdom and um, within the uh, kingdom within Egypt. So it's crazy because then his brothers, I guess, ended up uh, running into a famine. And ended up in the very land that now his brother has pretty much some control over. He he's got he's got the the juice. He's he's powerful now, and his brothers didn't even recognize him. They didn't even know it was him until Joseph dropped something on him, 
And then they realize, oh, my God, this is my brother. The very brother that I tried to, that I basically wanted to kill, the very brother that I that we pushed away, that the very brother we rejected, the very brother that we sold into slavery because we didn't want nothing to do with him. He's standing here before me, appointed, promoted, and he's so blessed right now, I didn't even know it was him. Joseph even had a choice. He had the choice. Could I... I Am I going to get some revenge? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to show them the love of Christ? And he loved them. He showed them love. He took care of them. And so I said that. I told this story about Joseph because Joseph, I think, is probably like a great example of, of rejection. He was rejected. Just like you feel like you've been thrown away, pushed aside, ignored, um, unnoticed or whatever. Joseph was, too. But see, what you have to understand and what you have to believe and what you have to claim for yourself is that just because the next man did it doesn't mean that God didn't already have a plan to do something greater with your life. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at some uh, some scripture and First um, Peter 2 and 4 says, As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. Like, you're already chosen you already have god's already placed the value on you so it's so man can reject you all day long but it really doesn't matter when god has already appointed you to the place he needs you to be and where he wants to put you where he wants to place you is far greater than the person that rejected you and where they had you so you have to you have to still show the love still love them Still love them. I was actually watching something. It, you know, I'm a I'm a Oprah fan. Like Lindsay, Woo, child. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I saw her. You know, I know Lindsay saw her. Was in line all night, I didn't get all to see morning her, at the goal just to see Oprah. <laughs> she came to my alma mater with David Letterman. I said, Oprah. <laughs> oh, best time of my life. Go ahead. Crazy. <laughs> so Oprah does these life classes. And I am a huge fan of her life classes. Well, one day she had T.D. Jakes on there. And uh, T.D. Jakes, he was, speaking on, um, he was speaking on the topic of instincts. But he started talking about some things that actually I feel is pretty relevant to what we're talking about right now. One of the things he had said was when you have been betrayed, rejected, or hurt by a person, you still have the unfinished business to love them anyway. Mm. They can hurt you. They can reject you. They can tell you you ain't, you're not good enough and that you're not worth their time and attention. But you still have to love them. You still have to show them the love of Christ. Because when you do that, God is setting you up for your blessing. He's getting ready to bless you just for being obedient and loving that person anyway. Mm -hmm. That's what God has called us to do, even in the time of rejection, even in the time of that that storm, even in that time of insecurity. God is still telling us we have to love the person that put us in that place because they still don't hold water to what God is getting ready to do for you. At all. And then I saw another one. I saw another scripture. Where was it? Because I like this one too. Second Corinthians 12 and 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. It's okay that you ain't got it all. It's okay that somebody said that you're not good enough. Because the reality is this. 
God is already getting, he's already restoring what is, what is broken. He's restoring what is weak. He's, he's filling those voids. Everything that somebody has tried to do to break you, God has already equipped you to do something better. Mm -hmm. So don't fall victim to rejection. Rejection is literally just something to test your will and your strength. Are you going to, are you going to keep the faith and keep going and knowing that you, regardless of what the next man said, that you're going to keep working and going to what God has already promised you, you can't fall for the okie doke. That's just the attack of Satan trying to take you off your game and take you away from your promise. But you are better than that. God has equipped you to do better than that. And you will not fall. You're not falling for this rejection stuff because you've already been promised and you've already been appointed to be great. So I'm done. God bless you. Amen. Amen. That's <laughs> Joseph. That was a good example. Yeah. I mean, Joseph. I- Cause we could spend like literally a whole another half an hour on Joseph. Okay, <laughs> his story goes it, deep. We won't go there. Anyway, <laughs> tune in next week. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, y'all.